to all you beautiful people. I just want to thank you for tuning into the This Is 30 podcast for another another Monday session. I appreciate you. Um, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody is well um, and blessed and of good sound mind and heart. Um, it's always weird when I have to start the podcast and I'm alone because um, I'm so used to doing pre-talk, but I can't like pre-talk by myself. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, I hope everybody is well once again. Um, I have, I just burped, excuse me, but I have so much to talk to you about. Um, first and foremost, let's get into black is king. Clearly that's really at the forefront of my mind because it was so awesome. If you have not seen Beyonce's black is king film, um, I encourage you to watch it because it was just so beautiful. It was like art. Like it was like, I felt like I was a sponge and I just kept being immersed into goodness. Like, and I just had to soak it all up. Um, it was such a healthy representation of like black people. It was such a healthy representation of art. It was such a healthy representation of, um, balanced colorism. I don't even know if that makes sense. But um, the amount of brown faces and dark black faces that I saw, it seemed like that was very intentional. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it was really beautiful. And like I said, I encourage everybody to watch it. Shout out to the 17 people who gave me their Disney password <laughs> or offered me their Disney account so I could watch it. Um, I appreciate you because I do not have Disney+. Plus. Um, I can't afford another streaming service. I have too many. Like, I want to know how many streaming services everybody has. I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, and I have Hulu. Those are the ones that I pay for. Um, but there's so much. There's like YouTube TV, there's Disney, there's uh, HBO, Stars. I used to have Stars, but um, I got rid of it. I had like six months for... Six months for $20, and then after the six months was up, I, I got rid of it. Anyway, though, um, speaking of streaming services, um, I'm currently watching The Umbrella Academy Season 2, and I'm really excited about it. So far, it's really good. It, like, the previews weirded me out, and I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to grasp what's going on, and I'm still a little confused um, but I think it's coming together and either way, the, the episodes are really, um, they're interesting, they're fun, they are entertaining, um, and they really make you think. So this is why I love the Umbrella Academy. I, I guess I'm just going to be like an advertiser today because I'm putting y'all onto the new, new, you know, um, but I'm sure most of you watch, um, Umbrella Academy, um, and also have watched Black is King. Um, I just want to like sincerely, humbly, and um, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Um, last week, we, separ- we celebrated episode 50, and we had our 5K giveaway, and it was pretty successful. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and um, participating in the giveaway. Shout out to everybody who won. Shout out to all the people who um, who posted or who just support my podcast in general. Like, I'm never um, 
I will never get used to like people telling me I listen to this episode and your stuff is dope or I listen to this and you have such a good show and I'm so proud of you. It's so surreal. It's like really weird um, because I know like when I sit here and talk, of course, I'm doing it for a purpose, but <clears throat> I, I got to admit, it never feels purposeful. It just feels like, okay, this is my purpose and I love doing it and I have fun doing it. And I do think that, um, you know, it's one of my gifts, but it never necessarily feels purposeful. I think when you hear from people or when you see people support who don't even have to support that's when it connects. That's when me and the RZA connect. <laughs> um, that's when it connects and it feels like, damn, this is cool. Um, this is awesome. Um, I want to actually um, tell you guys that I stepped out of my comfort zone this week and I paid for advertising with Instagram. So I don't know if any of you have done this before, but I Instagram, thankfully, I'm now... They run a promotion service where you can basically promote a post um, and then you can attach a link to it um, and basically hopefully reach a number of people. So what happens is or before they had they've always had this service. However, you used to be you you used to have to have a Facebook account in order to do it. And I, I don't have a Facebook account, so I was never able to. I even had reached out to Perlene and I was like, hey, I think I might have to use um, your, damn, I think I might have to use your Facebook account to run this promo. Anyway, they changed their rules, thank God. Um, and now they do it straight from Instagram. So I'm telling this story because it might be information for anybody else who might have like a service or product that they want to promote. Um, it's, it's very good. Uh, it's affordable. Um, so I think I spent $20 or I might've spent 30. I'm not sure, but basically they, they tell you the amount of people, um, you could possibly reach with the price range that you're giving them. And you basically run the promotion for however many days you can afford. Um, so I think I ran mine for four days at a $20 per rate, I believe I should, I should know this before I talk about it. Um, but like I said, the price was very good. Um, and then, um, each day it tells you how many people the promotion has reached. Um, I will say the only con that I have for it is that the algorithms didn't really affect people in the tri-state area, which is what I would have liked. Um, more so, um, the podcast, um, appealed to a lot of people in California, which, kind of worries me because I feel like is this real or are they just trying to like you know like hammer people because I feel like if the marketing or promotions team or algorithm team whoever does this at Instagram I felt like if they were really intentional about it they would specifically target people in your demographic in your area so that's the only thing that um that's the only thing that I didn't like about it. But other than that, it has seemed to reach a lot of people. Um, you can also, when I said you can link your, um, you can link your websites or your podcast or whatever to the promotion. And it basically tells you, um, 
it tells you who it's reached, um, where, um, it gives you the percentage. So I wasn't only in California. There was Texas, there was Pennsylvania, there was a few other areas. And then it tells you how many clicks you have. Um, it tells you how many clicks you have gotten on your website. So I didn't really get that many clicks. I got 17. Um, but allegedly the, the post reached 8,000, almost 8,700 people. So I guess it's not bad for, and it was $20 that I spent. I just checked. Um, for $20, I, I honestly don't think that that's too bad. 17 extra clicks in addition to whatever I normally get is pretty good. And y'all ran up. This is 30. This is this week. Um, really good. So I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so if you're thinking about like promoting your brand or product or paying for it, um, there's many ways to do so. Of course, the one I just talked about is pretty cool. Um, and I, I, my other favorite, my most favorite form of promotion is supporting black businesses. So if I can talk about a black business or support a black business um, financially, um, like I even did with the 5K giveaway because most of the prizes were from black businesses, um, black entrepreneurs. Um, and then in turn, they put me on to their customers and vice versa. And we could all just, you know, eat however it is we need to be nourished. You know, if if my eating is through a listen and their eating is through a purchase or through somebody you know, um, experiencing their products because I gave it to them and then going back the second time is awesome. So that's, that's another form of, um, advertising or, uh, um, that I enjoy doing. I'm still thinking of different ways to advertise because, um, of course we're still in Corona. We're still in this state where we really can't be outside, but we could be outside. So it makes, um, it makes it a little bit hard for me to expand the This Is 30 brand um, because I don't want to go like the regular route um, of doing like merch, at least not now. Um, I kind of still want to build the name of the podcast and the brand up. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to figure all of that out. I, after doing the first live podcast, I would have thought that... Um, this summer would have been perfect to do, you know, a rooftop joint, um, another live podcast. Um, but I don't know how, how well that will, uh, turn out right now. I don't know if I'm even ready to do something of that magnitude, like with the current times. I know people are throwing parties again and people are having events, but I just feel like it would have to be really, really thought out. Um, and I'm just not sure. I'm uh, like, speaking of coronavirus, I'm just curious to to find out what happens like in the winter I, because indoor dining is not really open here um yet and I feel like a lot of these businesses are are able to thrive because they have um um they have adapted and created outside outside spaces in their businesses or they have created outside accommodations um but what happens in the winter like, does this all fall straight to the, to nonsense again? Like, do all these businesses lose money again? Um, do they just have to rely on takeout? Um, it's really, I don't know. The thought, um, scares me for those businesses. 
Like, I'm happy that I, I have a job or whatever that is really not affected by the weather. But I do think about these businesses that are semi-flourishing right now because they figured out a way to adapt. And, you know, once the um, once the temperature changes, that might be another hit. Um, so, I don't know. I hope corona goes away. But I honestly don't think that it's something that's going to go away. I guess it's going to be a virus that kind of normalizes like the flu. Um and I guess eventually we will have a vaccine or some other types of protocol. Um, and, you know, the talk of returning to school has been running very rampant in a lot of, um, you know, people's circles because a lot of people are torn on whether or not they should go back to school. And I am an advocate for going back to school. I do not teach in an affluent area. I do not teach in an area where kids have parents who are home uh, for seven hours a day with them, checking over their homework, looking over their shoulder, uh, speaking to their teachers at least once a week. I just don't. That's not my reality. And because that's not my reality, I know I talked about this before, but I'm very passionate about it. So I'm just going to talk about it again um, because I'm very passionate about it. Um I just, I want my kids to go back to school. Like, I can tell you guys that in my city, um, where I work, I would say at least 50% or more did not show up for online learning. That is huge, especially when we talk about um, the systematic racism and um, corruption and just just the, the, um, the imbalance that is um, present in... Um, underdeveloped cities and urban cities to add the gap in education that corona just for this year just for the past what four or five months that ha it has caused um it's it's like scary to me and it's not good I don't want to keep increasing the gap between the hood and um and others and I know that um, it doesn't really matter where you come from. I'm from East Orange. A lot of my friends are from Irvington and I know people from multiple, uh, a multitude of hoods around and we have made it. My only issue is that life is changing. You know, technology is becoming more and more present, which is also like a, um, a factor that to me, um, prohibits the learning process in some way, somehow. Clearly, we were able to learn online. So um, that's where it's a plus or an advantage. But it also has these kids' attention span by the balls. It has, so they like, regular learning is just, they rather stay on the iPad all day or um, something of that nature. So we are, we are in the back. We are in the back of the bus when it comes to education already, you know, continuing this separation to me only puts us, we not even going to be on the back of the bus. We're going to be off the bus. We're going to be walking. And this is the generation to come. I just, I can't be a teacher and only worry about my health. I don't understand. I know health takes precedence. Of course, would you want, do you want healthy kids or dead kids? I get it. But I also feel like um, I feel like there are many ways that some people are willing to put themselves at risk 
um, for many things people are willing to put their risk at selves at risk for that they're not willing to do in their communities. There's people who I as, education is essential. <laughs> education is essential. And I know that, you know, the argument is always going to be there's online learning, but there are communities where online learning just doesn't do it. You know, half of my population didn't even have internet when we went out, you know? So there's, there's communities where that's just, that just ain't it. And, you know, like I said, we don't have parents. These parents are working around the clock to make ends meet, not to make, not to make, uh, uh, Boku bucks to make ends meet, to take care of all of their kids, to become accustomed to a country that they, they are not from. Um, so it's a little different and, like I said, we only have about 50, 40 to 50 percent of our population show up. Um, I've been teaching summer school virtually and it's been really cool. It's been really fun. I love it. Um, the kids who are in my class are really um, they're really. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? They're really excited to learn. They're engaged. Um, but again, it's only 40 to 50% of the roster who was showing up every day. And mind you, these kids who were chosen for the summer program were purposefully chosen because they were active during the school year. Because like my supervisors were just like, you know what, don't pick any kids who are not active because we don't want to waste our time. So these are the kids who were picked from the pool of active users and we still only get 40 to 50% every day. It's like if a, a kid doesn't show up, we can call the home. We can try and find out. Sometimes parents don't answer. Um, and, and most times it's really a done deal. It's nothing I can do about a kid not showing up to class online. Like sometimes they tell us a story the next day or they say, hey, I woke up late. It's like, what am I going to do from Elizabeth, New Jersey behind my computer? I'm not about to waste my breath and yell at somebody and uh, of course, I tell them their education is important, but I also feel like the disconnect that virtual learning causes makes threats and demands a little, um, they just have less substance. Like, I don't want to say the kids don't take you seriously, but they know that there's not a any real repercussions that can happen virtually. Like, okay, she won't let me do this in class. I'm just not going to show up. Um, anyway, so... I hope that people in power make the best decisions, of course, to ensure our safety. Um, first and foremost, I do care about our safety. Um, but I also feel like they should make a decision that is in the best interest of the population they serve and um, um, the, the best interest of the students' uh, learning process. That's really important to me. So I didn't really mean to go... Um, too much on a tangent about school and reopening, but um, I really hope people, the, the powers that be, make, make a good, well-balanced decision. Um, I, I don't want to contract corona, so I'm thinking about that too, but I just feel like I've been in the grocery store with hundreds of people I don't know at least once a week since this pandemic started. Um and I'm not saying that just because I didn't get it there, I won't get it in school. But I just feel like if I'm willing to risk my life for some groceries, 
And the possibility of getting it, if I'm willing to risk my life to go out um, to have a drink, if I'm willing to risk my life in the park or something, at this point, I'm not going to be sitting home like, oh, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go to work. That that's that's some selfish shit to me. That is super selfish. Um, and I know everybody has to make their own decision, but I think that's a little selfish. You could it's people that's been at home and been out one time, two times and still caught Corona. Um, and I'm not trying to downplay the effects of this virus or what it can do. There's a lot of people who, who were on the straight and narrow path and still got it. So to me, that's the risk you take. And, you know, we just, we pray that, uh, you don't get it or us teachers don't get it or whoever the students don't get it, but we just got to be safe and, and take the measures that we take whenever we're going public somewhere else with a whole bunch of people, we could just practice those same methods in our schools. Um, we could split the students and have them on alternating schedules. There's so many ways that we can try to handle this instead of just like, you know, not trying at all. Anyway, um, Brandy released a new album and I'm in love. I just wanted to tell y'all that. I've been listening to it since it dropped on Friday. Um, it was a lot of things that like came out. Well, Black is King came out on Friday. Brandy's album came out on Friday. Um, Umbrella Academy came out on Friday. So like I've been very blessed. I've been very blessed and been, been very fulfilled um, this weekend. Um, I went to a wedding shower yesterday. Um, even though it's happy Monday, I went to a wedding shower on Saturday. Um, so I want to congratulate Alyssa and Travis. Um, they're getting married soon. They had to push their wedding back for, um, of course, because of the ways of the world, but I love love. So shout out to those two. I've known them since they were kids. They've literally been dating since they were teenagers, um, so I'm very proud of their love and that it has come this far. Um, they have a beautiful son. So shout out to them and congratulations to them on their wedding shower. It was very beautiful. Um, I don't watch the NBA, but I heard NBA is back. And if James was here, I would have talked to James about the NBA, but James is not here. James is not here and I'm by myself. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that next week. Um, you know what I did want to talk about, and I might, um, I might be able to talk about this by myself. But um, something I wanted to know is like, can we, as people, or as females or men, can we discuss some traditionally feminist things that need to be changed? in relation to upkeep and mental betterment as it relates to men. So when I say that, um, I had this question on my mind to ask James today. And that question was, um, does he keep a diary? And I, I made the assumption in my mind, because I feel like I know James well enough that he would say, no, he does not keep a diary. And I think that if we took a poll, I think that most men would say that they don't keep a diary. I think that's a very feminine um, thing. Not to say that men don't have diaries. I think a lot of men do, but I think majority do not. And I personally think that it would do a lot of men some good to, um, you know, to write out how they feel, to express themselves. Maybe if y'all did this, y'all wouldn't reply to paragraphs with an okay or 
yes or no. You know, maybe you need the practice. <laughs> anyway, um, but I'm in all seriousness. I just wonder, like, um, men who don't typically keep a diary, like, have you ever thought about doing so to just, um, you know, strengthen your expression skills? Because I feel like, um, I feel like reading and writing go hand in hand. Um, I think that the more you write, the more, the more you read, the more you learn how to write and the more you write, the more you learn how to express yourself properly. Um, the more you learn how to figure out, um, how people read, um, what you have written, you kind of can write with intent and you can, you can write to the point where you, at least this is how I write. I study how somebody re will respond to my, my message. I don't just write for me. Um, I study how somebody responds to my message and I want to make sure it's as clear as possible. So I don't know. I think men should, I think we should normalize men, um, men keeping diaries. Um, so men's, when you listen to this episode, let me know if you keep a diary and let me know if you're interested. If you don't, let me know if you would be interested in keeping a diary. And, and, and if you do start one, let me know how it changes your life. Because I do think that diary keeping changes lives. Like female or male, if you do not keep a diary, I would encourage you to. Because I just think that, um, I think it's classy. It's real classy. I've kept a diary since I was probably a kid. Like, um, and my diary has pre evolved. Um, my diary is more so a prayer book now. Um, it's not so much me talking about, but it's more so like, it's not me talking about what's going on in my life, but more so me praying on things that I want to change in my life or, uh, areas of concern and areas where I need, I want to express gratitude. I get my, uh, bare emotions out when I write. Um, so it's a fun way to pray. It's a fun alternative, um, for prayer. Um, and I've been, um, I've been doing that probably for like six years, if not, maybe, maybe eight, maybe eight. Um, I wanted to add something about that, but I can't remember. Um, I, oh, praying, uh, I, we all pray several kinds of ways, of course, um, mouth, you know, worship, writing, um, but praying, um, in a, in written form helps me focus when I am distracted, um, and maybe it's because I'm a writer. So like, I'm, that's when I'm in my zone. Um, some people like when they, they a singer, like they're singers. So when they sing, that's when they're in their zone. Um, but when I'm writing a prayer, I will focus and really hone in on what it is. I won't think about anything else because I take writing extremely seriously so even sometimes because i i know people struggle with this i do sometimes when i'm just praying in my head um my mind will wander off to different things and i have to recenter myself multiple times like i have add or something um when i write that doesn't really happen and when i pray out loud that also doesn't happen so um you got to pick, you know, you got to set the mood for your prayer. How did I get here? Oh, okay, because I was talking about men's and men in diaries. Um, 
But I'm also trying to think of other like feminist things. Like I'm not talking about um, gender roles. I, this has nothing to do with gender roles, but just more so um, things that society tells us um, is extremely feminine or related to feminine culture. When in fact, it could it could just be it could be both. Um, and I think we kind of touched on this a, a long time ago when me and James talked about men wearing nail polish. Um, I don't know if that's, I, I don't want my man wearing nail polish, but I've seen straight men wear nail polish and I feel like it doesn't really change who they are. Like, I don't really, I don't think they're gay because they have, or not even gay, I don't think they're less manly because they have a manicure. Sometimes I think it's a little weird, but I don't think they're less manly. Um, so I don't, I don't know how I got on nail polish and nail polish is super like, um, it's super superficial. Um, I, it's not, it's topical and that's not what I was thinking about, but I'll think of more next week, um, of ways we need to normalize, um, men being feminine or whatever ways we need to un-normalize, uh, unnormalize. Whatever. I don't I don't know what's the opposite of normalized, but some things that we need to change that are typically considered super feminine that um, might be healthy for men to do to get their, you know, to get their mental health on, to get their productivity going, to move in the right direction. Um, yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is my pet peeve one pet peeve of mine um and i don't know why this bothers me so much but i really think that people who do this are special and i really think it's really rude um i don't like people who record strangers i think it's rude i think it's disrespectful and don't get me wrong it's one thing to see somebody and to, you know, laugh, look at what's going on and be like, what is going on? But to have the audacity to me to record somebody that you don't know to place on your social media to clown them is like really crazy. It's, it's a little sicko to me. And um, I, I don't there's none of it that I really understand or get. But I can understand sometimes like fights or certain things because I guess that's entertaining. Um, I still don't agree with it. I just think it's weird. Like, you know, if I walk past a fight, I might stare. I'm, I'm going to stare, but I'm not going to think, let me pick up my phone and record what's going on. A lot of people that I notice, like sometimes like y'all will see like ashy people in public and y'all will like record their feet. And or you'll just see somebody like a normal person who's just having like they could just be having a bad moment or a bad day. And I see this. I just I used to see it much more when I was younger, but it has not stopped. Um, and I think that's really corny. And I just feel like we all have our bad days. Do not. I want to curse right now. Do not fucking record me when I'm out. And I'll and I and I'm just not looking my best. I think it's rude and um it's it's very trivial. 
Like, it's so, it's just corny. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I just, this society and this era we live in, I know it's a pick up your phone era, but I just really feel like we need to treat people like they are people. And um, I'm not telling nobody what to do, period. But I am not also saying like we're not supposed to feel like I, I see people in public and I'd be like, damn, what's going on? But to to record them and embarrass them and and create a, a stream of like a, a stream of opportunity for like laughter is very weird to me off of the most basic stuff like you know somebody's hair not looking right somebody being ashy somebody not having their toes done or something like that I just think those things are really mean and I I don't know I think we should check ourselves for doing stuff like that because that shit is weird um but that's really all my time that's really all my time I gotta get back to Umbrella Academy um, this is my last week. I think I already said it. This is my last week, um, of teaching summer school and summer school, teaching summer school hasn't been strenuous. Of course it's been virtually. Um, it has been Monday through Friday for the past, I'm going into my fifth week. Um, but I really feel like I could like sleep in more starting next week. Um, and I could just, I could prepare for the school year in a very free um, a very free type of way. I could just let the artist in me think. Um, oh, and I also wanted to update you guys on my 24 books for 2020. Um, because I've, I've hit a roadblock. Um, I've hit a roadblock and I'm on book, I think 11, but I'm really on book number 10 because I did not finish common uh, let love have the last word. I, I hate it. I really hate it. I hate the story. Um, it's not good. Um, and I hate when I, I hate a book so much that I can't finish it because I really be trying, but like I would take so, um, like huge breaks in between reading that book. I would come to it and I would still feel the same way. Um, I feel like his book could have been like a guide and it could have been like maybe 50 pages. It's no reason for it to be as long as it is. I think I made it into the 100s, but it's no reason for it to be 200 something pages. Um, and yeah, I just, it that caused like a dent in my reading pattern. Um, but now I'm reading The Alchemist finally, and I hope to be done with it soon so that I can get back into and hopefully reach my goal of 24 books for 2020. But damn it's the eighth month and I don't know if I'm gonna make it I honestly I hope I at least make it to 20 but I don't know if I'm gonna make it um so pray for me y'all because I really want to do this because I want to write a book in the future like down the line I want to write a book so that's also why um I, I of course I wanted to just get back into reading a lot like I used to but I also am trying to like um, study formats, study literature, study, um, you know, just author concepts so that I can have ideas when I write my own book. Um, so, yeah, pray for a shorty. Um, but that's really all I have. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell that friend and their cousin and their cousin and their other friend. That the This Is 30 podcast is available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, 
and Apple Podcasts. It's here for us. It's here for all of us. It's not only here for the 30-somethings, the early 30s, mid-30s, late 30s. It's also here for us late 20ers. Not us, because I'm not in the late 20s, but those of you who are in the late 20s, moving on up, you about to hit 30. We got some gems for you, you know? We got some gems, so um, this is 30 is for everybody. This is 30 is um, is basically not not being defined by your your age or your your where people think you should be in life based on your age. That's it. So yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And thank you so much for listening to the This Is Thirty podcast. Let's run it up. Continue to run it up because we've been moving. You know, we've been moving. And I also, I keep saying like I'm done, but I'm not done. I wanted to also address guests. Um, I I, I want to get back to having like guests um, on the show who talk about different things. But with Corona, I'm just, I record out of my home. So um, I just want to be careful of who. I bring to my home, um, who I allow to my home. I just don't want, it's not a free for all. And I also don't know if I'm not trying to like ask everybody. Cause I feel like some people are also just not comfortable, you know, going to homes they've never been. It's easy to have my friends on the podcast cause they're comfortable with my home, but you know, new people, um, new situations coming soon. Hopefully when we normalize a little bit, um, because we want to have guests in the future to talk about like some really good topics that we have lined up. So it's coming soon. Just bear, bear with me, bear, you gotta bear with me. All right. Thanks for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Have a blessed week. I'm out.